0: hello and welcome back to the mining stock daily with me paul harris today we're talking about gold development in latin america specifically in brazil and for that i'm joined by louis pierre zignac president and ceo of g mining good morning louis pierre
1: good morning paul
0: now you've just announced a financing package uh, a total of 481 million us dollars to fund the construction of the Tocantinsinho gold project in Para State, Brazil. Congratulations there! Um, some uh, notable, notable things in the, uh, the the package. You got a, a, a big chunk of money from Franco Nevada, so that must be a, a huge endorsement for the project. So, tell us a little bit about uh, the finance package and, and the various different components of it, please.
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, obviously you know our objective with the financing package was to really put full funds together to go through the full construction of the project and, and reach commercial production um you know we were trying to avoid doing it piecemeal announcing things as as we got things locked up so that's what we were really happy to have been able to announce is really a full comprehensive package that uh, really provides us full funds and as you can see we do have a, a significant uh you know participation with some leading uh, institutions including franco nevada uh who will be providing uh in excess of 350 million of, of funds uh, which compose you know which is composed of a stream uh, for 250 million uh term loan for 75 million and then participating in the equity uh private placement that we did to up to 27.5 million so definitely uh, a strong endorsement from franco nevada uh we're happy to have them as as a a long-term partner as well as we keep uh, growing the business
0: okay you also got investment from la mancha which is a la mancha investments which is a very big uh, institutional investor and Eldorado gold um tell us a little bit about their their what, what they're investing in the company for
1: yeah um obviously we we acquired the project from from Eldorado. um so you know from our initial acquisition we paid them 20 million cash and they took 19.9% in in the company at the time of of the acquisition. Um, And they did have participation rights in any financing that we would do. Um, So in the case of Eldorado, we were happy to have them continue investing. Uh, So they essentially ended up returning the 20 million we paid uh, in cash to them as part of the acquisition and taking additional uh, equity investment in the company.
0: So they maintained their 19.9?
1: Uh, They'll be just below 19, they will be around 17.8% pro forma. And uh, as you mentioned, La Mancha uh, is coming in with a large investment of of 68.8 million, um, essentially taking a a 25% interest in the company pro forma. So also we're extremely happy to have them come on board uh, as a long-term investor. Um, They do share the same vision as us of of using G-Mining Ventures as a platform to create a a new intermediate gold producer uh, focused in the the Americas. Um, So we do share that long-term strategy and and vision. So, um, you know, they obviously come in with uh, various uh, rights such as uh, two board positions, in in, on 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 our gmite ventures board thank
0: you now um the you mentioned that uh, the, the Franco-Nevada portion includes a $250 million stream, gold stream. Now, um, Doc Antinzino is, is a gold project, and a lot of people are not comfortable with having gold streams on your principal product. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about the, uh, the, the thinking there, the logic there, or is that more of a fle- reflection of the overall sort of market conditions for for, for fundraising at this time?
1: Yeah, really. For us, I mean, we did go through a, a you know a fulsome exercise where we got different proposals from uh, you know private lenders, um, commercial banks, um, and also from the royalty companies. And so for us, it was really a trade off of evaluating uh, the cost of capital versus uh, flexibility as well, um, and also keeping upside. So you know we do see the cost of capital of this gold stream as, be, as being very competitive. Um, and it was a very competitive process amongst amongst the various uh, proposals we received from the, the royalty streaming companies um you know we, we also see that for them they they do keep some upside on the project as we find additional resources and and obviously we we felt that that was fair game given the the low cost of capital that we that we obtained with this gold stream.
0: Thank you. now uh, in debt, Often you've got a seventy-five million dollar term loan with Franco Nevada. Uh, bigger debt packages with the sort of the commercial banks typically come with um, sort of restrictive covenants and even sort of hedging programs. Were they specific things that you saw in the offers you received that you you wanted to avoid?
1: Yes, correct. So as you mentioned, you know the the Goldstream has some disadvantages, but uh, some of the term loans that we received from other parties uh, did have some fairly restrictive covenants and and also required a lot of hedging. So there again, kind of removing a lot of the upside that you would get uh, in that case as well. So with the term loan we have with with Franco, we see a lot of flexibility in that in in the sense that we can draw on that up to 3.5 years uh, uh, once we start production or uh, construction uh, so that does actually give us a little uh, buffer going into uh first year of commercial production um you know almost as a working capital uh, line as well or also seen as a you know a cost overrun facility to some extent as well
0: okay given, given that we are in an inflationary environment i mean uh, it's obviously prudent to have a sort of cost overrun facility um, available. What what sort of inflationary pressures are you seeing in Brazil that potentially will impact the, the construction and development of the project?
1: Yeah, and that's a very good point. Obviously, um, you know, with this financing package, we, we are actually you know putting sources of funds together that provide us with a cash buffer of, of, of 43 million. Um, So that does does give us a lot of flexibility in that financing package to deal with inflationary pressures that uh, we haven't foreseen. But I'd say so far we have been committing uh, to many packages, uh, you know, mechanical electrical packages for the project. And what we're seeing is that, you know, we're coming very much in line with our budget so far. And that's, that's a result of having, you know, updated a study only in February this year. So very fresh study with fresh uh, pricing that went into that, uh, which is maybe different from some other projects where they're pulling old studies off the off the shelf and then having to try and build inflation and try and guess what it could be. Um, we, we had a lot of fresh uh, pricing going into our studies, so we're feeling quite comfortable right now. Um, I'd say the other factor that's uh, likely to play in our favor as we're seeing it right now is the devaluation in the exchange rate as well, the, the local currency, the real. Um, we used a 5.2 exchange rate in our study, and, you know, we're looking at it now being around 5.4. Uh, and so the advantage now that we're financed is we can, uh, one of our strategies is to move uh, funds into local currency, uh, where bank accounts down there pay 10 12% on just, you know, uh, money sitting in the bank. Um, so that'll give us a, essentially an effective exchange rate that's much more favorable and um that will in in itself also help us deal with local inflation.
0: Okay. Thank you. Now, now you've got the finance package in place. What are the next steps for the project and uh, going towards construction development?
1: Yeah. So right now, I mean, that was definitely a a major milestone for us was to get the financing package in place. And, you know, also in the context of a, a current market that isn't very, uh, strong for raising equity and, and, and financing projects. We're quite happy with the outcome and having pulled it off in, in this kind of weak market. Um, so as we move forward now, really our next phase is to make a full construction decision. Um, so we expect to do that in, in the coming months. Um, as part of the project, we've requested uh, LI extensions or you know, construction permit extensions um, to cover the, the timeframe of the project. Uh, so we do expect to get that in in the coming months and that will be the last kind of uh, requirement that we need to to go uh, issue a, a full construction decision
0: and then the hard work really starts
1: yeah like usual as every time you hit these one of these major milestones and, and it took a lot of effort to get it across the line then it's it's like usual the the work only starts uh starts at that point but yeah we look forward to to doing you know getting into the construction phase and that's where we really where we excel so.
0: okay and in terms of the construction what are you looking at 12 months 18 months and uh, production um, yeah in 2024 would that be
1: yeah it's so it's it's essentially a two two year uh oh, two year. Out, uh with commercial production targeted in, in the second half of uh, 2024.
0: okay and you, you mentioned at the start of our, our conversation today that um you know the overall the bigger plan of the company is to be a new intermediate gold producer in the Americas. This is obviously the the, the first the, the first stone in building that uh, building that uh, new company. Where else are you looking? What other jurisdictions would you like to be in, or what other sort of projects are you sort of potentially looking at at the moment?
1: Yeah, I'd say you know, with with TZ being uh, construction ready, if you wish, we're we're very interested in looking at projects that are less advanced. So projects that need uh, for additional drilling, uh, studies, and and permitting. So those were, would be the type of projects that could fit in nice now into our pipeline. Create essentially to create a pipeline, so that once TZ is is uh, in commercial production, we can be focused on building another mine. Um, so in terms of jurisdictions, obviously, we, we think South America offers uh, some good, good opportunities in terms of you know, valuations and uh, ability to, to transact as well.
0: And there, there seems to be a lot of exploration projects moving towards that development stage in Brazil. Um, Brazil seems to be, you know, it's a much maligned jurisdiction, but it's a jurisdiction where exploring, developing, building mines, operating mines is very, very possible.
1: Yes, I, I totally agree. I think, you know, we, Brazil is is one of the best countries in South America. If you ask me, uh, they, there's a mining culture. Mining is really part of the economy. So um, it is a, a very attractive place uh, to be looking for projects for us.
0: Well, I look forward to hearing more about that as and when a new deal materializes. Also looking forward to the financing decision when that happens. Uh, G-Mining trades on the TSXV under GMIN. Louis-Pierre Gignac, President and CEO, thank you very much for joining us today.
1: Thank you very much for having me.
0: And that's all from me, Paul Harris. Join us for more from Mining Stock Daily soon.
1: The information presented should not be considered investment advice.
0: Mining Stock Daily and its affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein. Please do your own research or speak with a licensed financial representative before making any investment decisions.